0: This week, our visit to Tucson, Arizona, an update on that National Park commercial filming rule, and some quick winterizing tips. This is RV Miles. This winter, LL Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there, with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. The best way to make your time outside comfortable in winter is to learn how to layer properly. That's as easy as one, two, three. First, pick a base layer that keeps your skin dry and wicks moisture. Second, add an insulating middle layer that keeps heat in. And third, cover it all with a water and wind resistant outer layer that keeps the winter weather out. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 257 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations. We're about to talk about our national parks and a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, we are. I, Let's do it. I posted on the YouTube channel a 23 minute video covering this. So, if you want to get into the details uh, of what's going on, I've been covering this for the last uh, several years, uh, actually, as there have been many court changes um, going on. The, essentially, it is now uh, essential for somebody who is shooting commercially uh, video in a national park or on other federal lands to uh, not only file uh, for a permit, but also pay uh, a fee for a permit and uh, hopefully get one because you can be denied for them. And they have specifically put in the wording on the website, uh, YouTube and TikTok and other websites like that. Um, And essentially the idea here is that people that are making money Uh, off of federal lands uh, need to get a permit. Now, the problem with that is that a federal judge ruled about two years ago that that saying that people that are making money off of a video, as opposed to people who aren't, need to pay a fee and get a permit is a content-based restriction on free speech. And other judges have agreed with that, but uh, essentially, this new new three judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has reviewed the case and in, in the National Park Service's appeal of that um, that first judge striking it down, saying that uh, essentially creating video uh, or creating speech is not free speech itself, <laughs> which is a it, it, I I feel like I've been bad about describing why that is such a dangerous precedent coming from the second highest court in the land.
1: Yeah. I think it's really important. Just the little bit we're going to touch on here, because some of the comments have been really anti content creators, really, you know, hammering on influencers talking about great. Now I can go to the parks and I'm not going to have selfie sticks and y'all aren't going to be walking around trying to make money and all of this stuff. And sure. We can talk about that, but I think it's really important that some of the points you made in the video about how this doesn't even apply to that and how murky. It it doesn't because
0: it doesn't apply to photos. So when people are talking about like Instagrammers with their selfie sticks, well, it doesn't apply to photography. Right. Uh, It it doesn't apply to anybody that's non-commercial, which is a heck of a lot of people on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, uh, et cetera.
1: can we talk about, too, how this opens a door as well to the platforms themselves? So you might say, well, you're monetizing and you're making money off of this. Do you understand that anytime you, a non-commercial, with my air quotes, put something up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you are providing content for that platform to make money off? off of yeah, you so they still YouTube sell the is ads yeah right so you are essentially but, making content for youtube but because the way this is written right now there's no clarification there so how when does it stop when do they come and say well you're gonna post yeah. this on youtube nope you can't do that
0: everyone wants to look at this influencer category and it, it this is, goes well beyond that it is it's news media uh, and, you know, uh, freedom of the press is a very important piece of the Bill of Rights. The right? National Mall. Uh, what, are you,
1: what do you do if you're it, standing exactly. on the National it goes Mall?
0: Beyond, are, it w- goes way beyond Yellowstone and, and Yosemite. There are many National Park Service sites. The White House grounds are a National Park Service site, right? So
1: what if I'm going to a protest or I'm going to an event or a rally that is being held on the National Mall and I follow all of the guidelines and I f- file for a permit I pay the ridiculous $150 fee to apply and then the $150 I think you're supposed to pay per day that you will be filming and because of the uh let's say the co- the patic- uh, potential uh inflammatory content of the rally or w- politically charged event who is to say at the National Park Service that they can't go, no, we don't want We don't want that content. Well, we don't that's, want you filming uh, that's what's happening there. The biggest there.
0: problem I have with it is that the permit process requires that the National Park Service reviews your permit for the content of what you are creating. It's not just commercial or non. If you're commercial, they're saying, well, if it doesn't align with our values, you- whatever those might be and you they can't will always change. So, here, here, let me give you a, a really good example of, of this. So uh the YouTube channel Park Junkie. Uh he was in Yellowstone National Park when all that flooding took place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I think maybe work camping there or something because he uh was there for the entire portion of it, right? So he was giving daily Updates from the ground on what was going on with the Yellowstone closures and what was actually happening, what was destroyed, what was not. There's no way he could possibly have received a permit for that type of filmmaking, even if he was a bona fide news agency, which they want to say that you have to be uh, if you're getting the news exemption, which is silly in this day of citizen journalism, of course. So. Uh, so and essentially, this is not a new thing. Also, a lot of people are in the comments on this video saying, you know, talking about the current administration and such. This is this is a reversal of an opinion that happened about two years ago uh, on a law that was passed in 2000. So this has been going on for quite a bit and uh for the past 2 years there have been or maybe a little less than the past 2 years there have been no restrictions on filming in national parks and i don't think anybody noticed a difference um it, so the, this idea that this 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 reversal of this is going to stop uh Core influencer activity that you see out there is silly. <laughs> so the, what the rules need to be uh, are fair and equitable. If you if you don't like selfie sticks, let's ban selfie sticks. If you don't uh, if you don't like tripods, let's ban tripods. I you know I'm not saying I'm I'm all for that, but like it's stuff that equally ac- applies to everybody across the board because we're commercial. CNN is commercial. Somebody making fifteen dollars off a YouTube video is commercial. When you said we have eighty thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel, which is great, and we're so happy to have you. If we were to go into a national park for a week, pay one hundred and sixty-six dollars. There, it's different uh, different parks to uh, to get the permit uh, to apply for the permit, Uh, and then one hundred and fifty dollars a day for our family of five is is. Uh, uh, what we would be required to pay. So that's, uh, that's what's somewhere around a thousand dollars, right? The chances of us putting out a video that recoups that thousand dollars is very, very slim.
1: Not all of us can be Mr. Beast. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. And I've... that's
0: with 80,000 subscribers, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I think, Two, you know, something that I, I want to point out as well for all of those who think, as to your point, that this is going to stop some of the activity that has been going on in our national parks that has been detrimental to the parks. We have a, a responsibility to protect these very special places. I just want to remind people that the person going out and approaching the bison isn't the person filming the person they're not like. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So the yeah. person who's going and doing the action, who is walking towards that bison, who is stepping out into this fragile land in Yellowstone, they're not holding.
0: And if they're their, their, their
1: camera, ninety percent of the time they they're are, not.
0: If they're if they are, there are other laws against that that apply fair and equitably to everybody. Right.
1: The woman golfing yes. in Grand Canyon, yeah. she you know was. Uh, And she got caught because she posted it on social media. She never would have gotten caught had she not posted it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So she could have just gone because she didn't get a permit. She's like, well, I can't film anymore. It's illegal. But I'm still going to go do this. I'm still going to walk up to the bison, but no one's going to catch me. No one's going to see me doing it because everyone else standing around isn't is can no longer film because if they put it up, then they run the risk of being caught. They run the risk of being fined. We've heard stories and then we've got to move on from this, but you know, there have been comments that there are Rangers actively coming up and asking you, are you filming that for YouTube?
0: When the, How awful is that? When, and the, mean, and the, the, the silly thing is that like this camera that we're using right now has a photo button And it has a video button and we can press the photo button and be just fine. Press the video button and not set up the same way. And it, it you know, uh, and, and photography has much simpler, clearer rules that make oh, a lot of sense. It's so. just
1: all of this is
0: anyway. A uh, slope. If you want to get more into it, uh, check out the video that, that we posted on the RV Miles YouTube channel. Uh, we also want to remind people about some, uh, some quick winterizing things. This mm-hmm. is the time of year, a lot of you have already done it, where a lot of folks are, are winterizing, whether you're continuing to camp or not. Or you're putting your R- RV away for the winter. Uh, Want to remind you quick that you should winterize, especially if you are uh, <laughs> if you are a new uh, RV owner and you've never done this before. Winterizing it essentially means well, winterizing your water system, getting your wa- getting all the water out and replacing it with. We prefer to replace it with antifreeze. You can go the route of blowing all the lines out uh, with compressed air. I prefer using the antifreeze. Some people say, "Oh well." just use both i don't see the benefit of doing both i feel like the antifreeze gets everything out of the system so i don't know what the compressed air did for me but a uh, couple quick things though about winterizing don't forget your ice makers uh don't forget your outdoor showers don't forget the toilets don't forget anything that has water running through it you you want to make sure that all that water is out of that system in order to uh in in order to keep those pipes from bursting when they freeze it it is uh the rv antifreeze the non-toxic rv antifreeze make sure you get the rv stuff is non-toxic It is, uh, an FDA food safe ingredient. You don't have to worry about it running through your system. Uh, it's, it's really not a big deal at all. And you just flush it out thoroughly in the spring and you're good to go. Uh, also, if you're putting your RV in storage for the winter and the batteries will not be charged, you want to pull the batteries out and put them on a trickle charger over the course of the winter. Uh, batteries last the longest, they last, uh, the only way they really last is by keeping them charged. So make sure to keep them topped off.
1: Want to know why I'm smiling? Why? Because we don't have to do any of this. <laughs> this, is, this winter. This is true.
0: In, the, in, in <laughs> the past we have this winter, we are not going to be winterizing because nope. we are not getting out of the RV at all that we've, often been with family for a couple weeks at a time
1: which has and, been um, lovely that is but not... this
0: year we're not going to be doing that we're going to be in california the whole time
1: no in fact we are currently in arizona where it is a beautiful 75 degrees today in november yes
0: it was not quite <laughs> 75 yesterday and a little bit oh, windy but
1: i think it got up to it i just <laughs> okay. think the wind the wind was, was so something it, we had a couple days it of. something wind gusts of around 40 miles per hour and i think that kept it feeling chilly
0: and speaking of arizona we are talking today about tucson we uh tucson and saguaro national park and we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to get into all that
1: we'll be right back
0: chances are you've seen them on the road That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight-distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com.
1: This episode is supported by Park Wolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With Park Wolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. Park Wolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. Park Wolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today.
0: We're back and it's time to talk about Tucson, Arizona. This is our second visit to Tucson. And better uh, than the first. Our our first one. Well, our first one, we were at a full-time families rally. And Mm -hmm. it was it was right before COVID hit. And there were some illnesses, and perhaps many some of it was COVID. But we spent our entire time basically at that rally and then there was Some sickness and and we didn't do anything in Tucson itself. Nope. Uh, So it was great to go back for two weeks, and we did go back to the same campground, which is the Tucson (sighs) Lazy Days KOA resort.
1: Can I just before we move on? Can I just say that I can't think off the top of my head when the word resort has been used attached to a KOA. Like I I can't, and not that I've stayed at every single KOA in the entire country. Uh, but a decent amount. And I think that this is the one time, one of the few times where I feel the word resort has accurately been used to describe a campground. Yeah. I mean, people are (laughs) Like... like,
0: people like to attach meanings to this stuff. And sometimes it's just, it's just, just whatever they call themselves right there we've been to some real junky resorts yep. we've been to some really nice places that uh, have all the amenities in the world that just call themselves a campground right, right. so uh, but this is this is a true resort with multiple pools and hot tubs and fitness center and a restaurant on site activities um,
1: activities activities
0: very clean organized RV yes. park where you can put your trash out at any point and they are always coming by and they pick it up they have recycling, recycling bins they hand everybody a recycling bin that's huge so you've got a recycling bin that right there for you uh and you can put your stuff out that it's it's so great there's so many campgrounds that don't even have recycling at all no. um the
1: and we giggled when we came in because we were put into the exact same that spot possible? there
0: are there, I, all I oh. can think of so there there must be over uh, three to four hundred sites in this camp yes
1: there's a lot
0: all I can think of is that we were in the system from before and yes. somebody was just like let's well, put them in the same site because we were in the exact same site
1: we were and I think I'm sure we were in the system because I <laughs> I had had multiple emails with them prior to us arriving because we had kind of had to adjust our dates yeah. uh, several times. They were always so incredibly gracious. Everyone that works there is so kind. Okay, They are just the nicest people. And I think, too, uh, I don't know if it had any, again, I don't know if it had anything to do with it. But because we were arriving with friends and we wanted to all be together, if we could, they put us Right next to each other, yeah. and put us in the exact same spot we had been in. Yeah. It, was, it was wild. And
0: now, here's some wonderful things about this park. This is such a great place, and it it is an RV resort experience. Mm-hmm. So if if you're wanting to get away, this is not don't, it. Don't but come if you're here wanting to visit big city of Tucson, it's a it's a great option for that. And one of the reasons is it's very family friendly. There are a lot of resorts in Arizona, in particular that are 55 and older and we have a hard time sometimes in Southern Arizona finding a place to stay.
1: Yes. And Um, this one is, um, the next time we come back to Tucson, this will be our go-to campground for sure.
0: The, every single site has patio furniture on it. That's nice patio furniture. There's table chairs. Most of the sites have a a lemon tree, a grapefruit tree or an orange tree. And you can like <laughs> pick them and and use them. So cool. If you would like. There are there are tons of covered sites for the summer that are covered in giant uh, a giant solar panel array. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the in, in the park in the heat of the sun, you can actually have your RV be shaded. There are lots of premium sites that have uh, a an outdoor not a uh, an outdoor fireplace, so mm-hmm. not necessarily like a fire pit, but like a an actual fireplace with a chimney there are lots of pet friendly sites that have a fenced in area for your pet and there are some sites that have like a balcony like a walk-up sort of so you're shaded underneath and then you can walk up and have a have a view over the campground
1: they also have cabins available and then i did notice that they have a couple of their own rvs Mm -hmm. that you can rent so This is a really great location for RVers and full-timers to say to their family, hey, come here, let's meet, let's have a family vacation together because there are so many options for your non-RV or family. Like for us, wow, wouldn't this be a really great location to bring your dad and Tammy or well, my parents and it, have yeah. them come? And
0: it's 10 minutes from the airport. So yes. you flew out yes. to Chicago from here and it was I've, so easy to do. So
1: easy. But between all of the different like amenities when it comes to staying at the resort and then the fact that you've got, Hot tubs and pools and game rooms and pickleball and beautiful uh, fire pit patio community areas where you can go and sit.
0: Oh, and my favorite thing, uh, a restaurant that actually delivers to your site.
1: (gasps) Oh, I can't. I mean, it's. It's and it's so, a good
0: barbecue restaurant, it was, which is decent. It
1: was pretty decent. And listen, they've got a DJ there on the weekends. <laughs> he
0: cracked me this up. This man <laughs> is my, this is who I want to be when I grow up. Oh I, man, he had props. Uh, he, oh, had.
1: He, so I I really want to believe that he is uh, an RVer, like there, uh, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And he comes and he yeah. does this on Fridays or you, Saturday nights. Yeah. And he, so every, he would pantomime the lyrics of songs and he would use different hats and props Mix. so when he was playing uh, Elton John he puts on these big old glasses this very like sparkly hat and he is just pantomiming the lyrics when he did uh some Jimmy Buffett I me mean up. he just you know he up. had he put on what he felt was his Jimmy Buffett attire i think he had like <laughs> on a captain's hat at one point i i mean he is he is a delight. He is a delight. So, and we
0: also did. I, I, you weren't there. You were out of town. I but was in Chicago. I, I took the kids to do trivia night. There, yes. I had a blast doing the trivia night. We won two of the five <laughs> rounds, which was cool. Those
1: kids they are so good. All
0: kinds of activities like that, including we did. There was a chili cook-off that I participated in, yes. which was fun to do. I didn't, I didn't place, but you, but we got we got to try a, a bunch of chilies, and uh, and that was a a, a big blast too.
1: Yeah, that was a cool deal in. because yeah. it was. to come to the chili cook-off to taste all the chilies, but that also included a beer. So for there was a um, a local brewery yeah. on site, and then there was also uh, there was um, live music live music. He was great too. And so y- you pay five bucks, you go around. There were probably 20 different people with chili samples. You could try them as often and as much as you wanted. And you voted for best chili, best decorated table, and you go over, you get a beer. I mean, you can't even get a beer it's, for five dollars anymore. It's, like
0: it's also on it's on also on the grounds of like the Lazy Days RV dealership. So if you need to have service done mm-hmm. right then and there, you can. And there are other RV dealerships right there as well. It's a whole bunch of RV yeah. dealerships in the area. They have like their own in-park wash and wax service that you can pay and have them come do wash they and have wax, and everything. Pet
1: cleanings. they by the over oh, by yeah. the pools. You well, can uh, pet wash yeah, stations. Like a yeah. pet wash stations. Well, so lots, lots
0: of things done done right at this KOA. So good, yeah. good job, Lazy Days, uh, Tucson KOA. It's yes. a it's a great park, and and you do great stuff, and we were happy to stay there.
1: So, but let's say you want to. Get out of the RV resort, and you want to go explore a little bit of Tucson, or you're just you're craving some some nature. Of course, a wonderful thing about Tucson as well is that you can head over to Saguaro National yeah, Park. Just many... don't film it. Don't <laughs> film it while you're there. Take your pictures, but how, don't film it.
0: How many big cities have national parks sort of around them? Right there, so the Saguaro has uh, obviously it protects the Saguaro cacti,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and there are lots and lots of them, and. Uh, There are two halves of the park that are in different sections of of town. And if you go, it you just have to go at sunset. Like I can't, I can't stress this enough. All of those photos that you see, if you've never been of, you know, like a Saguaro against the orange sunset with the blue mountains in the background and the colors that look just ridiculously fake, that is all real. It is so amazing to see.
1: Yeah. And one of the wonderful things about so our time in Tucson was that we had a lot of, um, anniversary. well, our anniversary happened while we were there, but on the day that we went to Saguaro, it was your birthday, so... Mm-hmm. We were able to go into the park. We got there, the road. So we visited, we should say we visited the west side, which is known as the West District. So you have the East District and the West District. We were over at the West District, which is, I think, kind of the more central to the actual city center of Tucson And we went in now, this is a fee collecting National Park site. So unless you have one of the passes, it is twenty five dollars per vehicle to get in. And we went in close to Sunset and did the I'm going to say the name wrong. So maybe I'm going to just like send this over to you. Why don't Uh, you say that? name? I
0: I would say it's Bahada Loop Drive. B-A-J-A-D-A.
1: I'm sure if we um, say it wrong, sure. someone will let us know. Uh, so it,
0: so it, this is sort of a, um, a a gravel and dirt route that is uh, doable in in virtually any car. It's yeah. not uh, it's not it's a lot it's a little bumpy in spots and stuff, but it's not super off roady by any means.
1: No, it's six miles. It's a six mile loop, and it offers, especially at sunset some pretty spectacular like views of the Sawaro and of the park. And on that particular day, that happened to also be um a full moon. Mm-hmm. And it was rising over the mountains as the sun was setting. And it was so Magical. I, in fact, falling. I think
0: it was. Was it the day? Was the eclipse the next I, day? It was because I, then I got some good photos of the eclipse from the from uh, the campsite the next day. I think.
1: I think it was Monday. Actually, going into Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was truly, we had just the best time on this drive. There are plenty of really beautiful hikes. You know, we only got to have one day in Saguaro Mm -hmm. with the way our schedule was with, uh, Henry and I having to go to Chicago and, um, also anniversaries and Halloween and all that we had going on. And so we had this one day and I do wish that we had had more time because there are some pretty awesome looking hikes Mm -hmm. on both sides of the park, which we just didn't get around to, but on this loop drive, I do highly recommend as you're coming towards the end of it, Making sure that you stop at the Signal Hill picnic area because there are petroglyphs there. Awesome
0: place for a picnic if you're going to have one, first of all.
1: And there's Um, a very short, like, quarter mile trail that comes off of the picnic area that's just going to hike up, uh, just not, it's not difficult. You're just going to go up to the top of a hill. And there are petroglyphs up there, and yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. If I
0: were to do this again, this would be a great place to take an evening picnic. The, yes. this, the loop drive does close at dusk, so you have to be off of it. So as soon as the sun goes down, you kind of have to leave. So it would be great to get there a little to this area, great spot to view the sunset, get there a little bit before, have your picnic dinner, and then, and then make your way out at the end of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really gem of a park just stuck right there in the city. So it kind of like touches on, you know, what we love a lot is being able to have that nature outdoor hiking experience and then also get to go in and go to REI, go to the mall, go to (laughs) Barnes and Noble, go (laughs) go to Costco and Target and all the things that we like to do and get caught up on, which you can do when you are in Tucson. And which we did do, yeah, uh,
0: especially because this was uh, Halloween, so mm-hmm. we got to trick or treat with the kids. Now that
1: <laughs> we were in trouble, though, well, we <laughs> we made a bit
0: of, mis- of a mistake. Not really. Halloween was a Monday, right? Yes. Um, what we didn't anticipate was that, of course, most of the Halloween activities everywhere happened over the weekend.
1: On Saturday, yeah, uh, and, and it, at, at that campground, at yeah, the, and the, the campground the had a whole
0: big Halloween thing for the weekend, yes. but we weren't there for it, right? Nope. So we did find a place uh, to go trick or treating, and this is always something that I enjoy: is finding different places to go mm-hmm. trick or treating every year. And some have been better than others, and um, this one was. Uh, it, <laughs> this was
1: great. <laughs> it was. It was.
0: Uh, uh, this a great place. The, so it's a mall uh called La Encantada. Yes. Uh it's an outdoor mall and it has sort of like a good mix of stores, lots of high-end stores, there's an Apple store, lots of good restaurants and places for treats. There's an anthropology. Treats. Um oh.
1: there's, <laughs> there's we- a, so
0: so the kids are so the kids are trick-or-treating uh, all of them This year, you basically go around to the businesses and Mm -hmm. you collect candy from the businesses, right? So, the kids all decided this year that they were going to do inflatable Inflatable. costumes.
1: So, So two of them are
0: the giant dinosaurs. The
1: T-Rex. So, the really popular (laughs) T-Rex that you see, the brown one, the the little hands, and it inflates, and it's huge, and it's you don't think it's funny. Like when you buy it. Okay. Cause first off the price is not funny, but then you're like, they put this thing on <laughs> and it is so hilarious. They are dancing in it and they were the hit yeah. of this outdoor I mean, mall. People were stopping them. Just to to take to, their picture. Can I take yeah. the picture with and the dynamite?
0: Henry was, uh, on a Henry was an a inflatable dragon. as well, but he was on on the out. He wasn't on the inside of it. He was on the outside <laughs> of it. It was an inflatable it a dragon where his uh, it had sort of like fake legs, so it looked like he was riding a dragon, it and was the, the, his actual legs were the dragon legs.
1: And so Jack, so Jack and Ethan were the T Rex, and there, there would be like store employees that would just leave the store <laughs> to come out and see them and want to take a picture with them. They and they were so. Well, Kind. And And, I was so proud of them. They were so gracious about it. They they just totally were like, sure. And they would, sometimes they would have to waddle because it does look like they're waddling. Like it looks like the T-Rex is waddling. Kids go into a Tiffany and company. Okay. Because they're giving out. Candy.
0: Most of the stores so, had the candy out there. Somebody outside yes. the door with the candy. But of select few stores,
1: <laughs> usually the high-end ones,
0: you had to walk inside. So send kids in these giant inflatable costumes, go in and go into Tiffany's.
1: Right. They waddle in, okay, and they go into the store. And hey, Tiffany, Tiffany's, whoever you are, you had the absolute worst candy. They what had, are like, you doing? They had like
0: this generic they, no-name candy. But like, they bought the, it because it
1: was the blue color. It was taffy. It was crappy taffy. And it was...
0: You know what's funny? Is it's pro- they probably spent a lot of money on it. It's probably like really good taffy. And <laughs> probably like, made, just like <laughs> made exclusively for Tiffany's. Like there's flexible of Gold probably inside of it or something.
1: Or if the kids had actually eaten it, there was probably like a gold nugget or, on the inside. Or Legal
0: was like, <laughs> we can't hand out something that's not Tiffany branded, you know. It was... <laughs> It was, and
1: only one, only one were they giving out and they would walk over and they would take it out of the little basket and you could just see that they, <laughs> they were like, here's your one piece of Tiffany blue taffy. Have a nice day. And then our dinosaurs turn around and they waddle out of Tiffany's. And well, it is and
0: even more hilarious. funny than Tiffany's to me was that was... Them going into some of these like high end home stores like Crate and okay. Barrel and stuff, where they're like <laughs> having to like waddle in between like breakable things. Oh my right?
1: god! The <laughs> fact that we got out of that mall without having to buy something that <laughs> that a T Rex had broken is absolutely amazing. And so, that was a ton of fun. And actually, they did such a good job too because uh in the center of the outdoor mall, they had it set up that there was a DJ playing uh kid-friendly like dance music, so it was a dance party. They did a costume contest mm-hmm. and there were it was busy. It got really busy really fast and it was such a great time. Well, I and think that's we, why
0: we were a little in trouble from the kids at first because there so was, was like nobody there when yeah. we arrived. And we're like, we just got here early. We just <laughs> we beat the
1: crowd And but, they ended up, I think, being a really, really successful um halloween trick-or-treating experience for everybody
0: now we had two really great meals in tucson and Mm -hmm. both of them happened to be in this (laughs) mall because we had one of them on halloween and then abby and i went back actually the next day for our anniversary not
1: knowing we were actually going Um, back
0: so like it feels a little weird to be recommending you go to a mall here (laughs) on on the rv miles podcast uh but we 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 just really did have some uh great food at uh At both Blanco Tacos and Tequila, Mm -hmm. we had a a big Mexican feast with with all the kids for Halloween. And that was uh, so like real high-end cocktails, like mezcal, Mm. smoky stuff, and uh, just really good margaritas. So good. And excellent, excellent Southwestern uh, Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Abby and I ate for our anniversary at North Italia which I think might be a small chain. Maybe. Um,
1: I think it is. Uh, I, we've never encountered it, but, but it, it was has a bit of that vibe. Super good. Oh man. The desserts <laughs> were so good.
0: The desserts though. The
1: wine was delicious. They had a beautiful wine list. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the reasons we picked it was um, according to uh, one of the, you know, Tucson, like best of Tucson lists that come out, they had, the best wine list in all of tucson
0: yeah and that's something we'll often do when we go to a place like this we'll sort of like uh troll the internet for lists of like the best places to eat in a, mm-hmm. in a given area trip um,
1: is really good yeah. for that we'll use TripAdvisor for that or we will look for these best of you know best of tucson best of palm springs best of albuquerque lists and use that to kind of influence where we're gonna go yeah. locals know best
0: yeah so i you know i won't say we got everything out of tucson we visited saguaro <laughs> yeah uh, and we went to a mall twice uh but we had a really great time and we went to some what i want to say just something? really quick yeah
1: that the children's museum there is oh awesome. i didn't get to go to it yeah you didn't get to go to it i forgot yeah. to put it on the list i took henry he had such a good time he had so much fun there that he wanted to go back like, they have a really cool uh, makers area that's just this big open space where you can come and hammer and design and create and paint and just really let your creativity fly. And of course, the standard, you know, grocery store is there. Like, man, kids love,
0: and they pretending love that, like they the, at the, the grocery children's store. museum grocery store. Oh, yeah. man,
1: I, that was a highlight. So, if you have young ones, uh, I would say this was great for. Well, I think we could have brought Ethan and he he would have found a way to enjoy it. Uh, But I would say for your 12 and under set, this is a really fun thing to go do. And it's free on Thursday evenings right now.
0: All right. That's our visit to Tucson, Arizona. We'll be right back with our Fresh Tank Black Tank.
1: Be right back. On every road trip, there are moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise with every sunrise and sunset. Moments you spent time planning and you wish would never end. But like all good adventures, they do. But you know what doesn't have to end? your road pass pro membership you used to plan that memory making vacation grab your road pass pro membership today and lock in the 49.99 price for life this is the last price lock road pass will ever feature so get it now before it's gone road pass pro has some of our favorite trip planning sites like campendium and road trippers and the togo rv app now, normally I tell you to use RV Miles 10X to get $10 off, but starting November 23rd, 2022, you can use code RVMiles25X, that's all one word, to get $25 off. That's 50% off the current $49.99 price. The folks at Road Pass have extended this offer exclusively to our RV Miles community, and it ends on December 8th. 2022. Save $25 now through December 8th with code RVMILES25X and lock in that price for life. That's RVMILES25X to get $25 off your RoadPass Pro membership. Welcome back to the show. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Mr. Jason, what is in your black tank this week?
0: Every now and then I get reminded of why we RV travel. And one of those things is that has done it for me recently is is booking air travel. The other night,
1: woof woof.
0: I was trying to find a flight uh because I need to go back to Elkhart, Indiana, in December. And my gosh, we were flying out of the L.A. area. There are plenty of flights available. Maybe that's what made it harder. Maybe but like trying to find one that, of course, you're going a long way right from L.A. to Elkhart. Finding one that. Uh it takes off at a decent time, ends at a decent time, and doesn't cost an arm and a leg, uh, and still has decent seats available. That and time
1: it, jump is it, tough. It, and, yeah.
0: And then of course you want to like you wanna get oh well, this one's twenty dollars cheaper. And then then you start fiddling around with like little price differences. And it if it's just it was a mess for me to figure out plus there are there are four airports to choose from. Yeah. Right. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. As one who has had to book uh, flights for Henry and I both last month and this month, and then I'm going to be doing it again here for the spring. Oh, I just, it is, it is tough. And well, you go
0: on like kayak and you get all the flights that they list and then
1: mm-hmm. you
0: got to figure out how to cut the junk ones out. You know, well, you, know, you don't want to
1: fly on Frontier and Spirit. not Frontier
0: Spirit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I mean, it, I, but actually I will consider that if I can fly like in their, their upgraded seating. In the front, yeah,
1: especially if it's direct. Uh, because I,
0: I don't fit on a Spirit. I one time I sat on a Spirit airline airplane, and I was the only one in my row. My row was empty, <laughs> yeah. and it was still the most uncomfortable flight I've ever had because my legs just didn't fit <laughs> at, all, at all. Yeah, at all. So uh, no, I I don't particularly enjoy Spirit. Plus, then you've got to figure out things like okay, now a lot of them charge extra if you want to book those super discount airlines they charge extra for baggage for mm-hmm. for your carry-on and even like backpacks now so you have to find uh, you have to sort of figure that in when you're comparing the prices and then we like to fly, fly southwest so then we got to go to southwest website because they're <laughs> not on kayak and nope it's just a mess it's a, it's it. a
1: bit of a mess uh, and i understand
0: why <laughs> we are <RV> now. <laughs> yes
1: but so funny that that's your black tank because they're actually going to be my fresh tank
0: <laughs> okay okay but
1: we'll get to that in a second what is in your fresh tank this week uh,
0: my fresh tank is this cool thing that uh this happening in in georgia and, and it's it's other uh it's across the country uh i'm trying to pull up the article of course but it's not pulling up anyway well,
1: for some reason uh, my name is at the end of
0: this. <laughs> oh man, that's why so, i don't know
1: let's try there, that there again we go, there, there we, go. we go so this
0: is uh this is Happening in Georgia, but there are other states that have been doing this, and they're working uh, with a nonprofit. Essentially, what they're doing is providing all terrain track wheelchairs uh, for checkout for for uh, mm-hmm. for borrowing for mobility impaired visitors into uh, state and national parks around the state. So, if you have somebody that is, if you have somebody that's wheelchair bound and they want to go out on a hike but it is not a wheelchair accessible trail a lot of these places now are starting to provide these wheelchairs that can basically go off-road right and there are different types too so i know at like indiana dunes national park you can get one that is good for going on sand and i just think this is such a a great thing and a, a great opportunity for uh, for getting people into places that they couldn't otherwise afford to go to, because these are they say these wheelchairs are they're ten thousand dollars a piece, right? So that's that's going to be out of the range of of what most people can afford for a second wheelchair, yeah. right? Um, so I just think that's that's great, and I hope hopefully hopefully there's a, a lot more of that uh, happening. There's a foundation called the Amy Copeland Foundation, spelled A I M E E. The Amy Copeland Foundation uh, that is helping provide these. So if you want to check them out and support them.
1: Yeah, that's really great. And they are even providing them for free. And all you need to do is just try to get a reservation. And that is super cool. All right. What
0: is in your black tank this week, Abigail? Um,
1: So I am my black tank (sighs) this week.
0: I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It so, was fine.
1: It's fine. It works out. It always does. But it's a little bit of a headache. Uh, we are currently at Cattail Cove State Park here near Lake Havasu. And we arrived on Sunday after a rather challenging or just long drive day. It was like 300 miles. And, you know, just it, just one of those that just felt just so long. And all you wanted to do was get to the campground and we arrived and we arrived after check-in. So they had a board as you're coming in. That's like for late arrivals. And it's just like, welcome (sighs) late arrivals. And we pull up and we see our friends, like our friends had gone on and we saw their name. And then I'm like, "Uh, where's, where's our name? Yeah, Why is our name not on this? I, I booked this. I, I booked this weeks ago. And, uh, I'm like, Oh my gosh, why isn't our name on here? Uh, I guess I booked it ish. I must not have clicked on the final, final book it. Like you want to book this now? Yes, I do. No. Do you really want to book this now? Like now, now. And I guess I didn't click on now, now. And so we <laughs> didn't have a reservation <laughs> and we arrive at five the
0: office is closed. Office is
1: closed, and you know at this point it's it's dark now. Like it's getting dark by 515, 530. Yeah. Thankfully, they do have uh, one night only, uh, first come first serve sites, and so it's, it's
0: not first come first serve sites. It's basically they go around if the uh, site's not booked for that night, they flip the sign to say you can stay in this site for one night. Okay, if you pay the pay box.
1: So uh, yeah, we thankfully snagged a site we, that, don't, we
0: don't see that that often no. so uh, luckily that we were, this was a place where they do that we were, so,
1: <laughs> we were so confused they saved our butts big time um but we were very confused as can we stay here can we not what's going on yeah um so we got into the site and that later that evening after we had just uh got done arguing with each other trying to get into the site uh because we at that point i i think we don't We don't argue a lot backing in, but by the time we were done backing in, uh, we weren't talking to each other. (laughs) We were like, it's just best if we don't talk to each other for a few minutes. Um, Thankfully, though, it worked out that that site ended up being available for the next two nights. So we were able to go online that night and book it. And then we have moved since then to another site because we needed six nights total we have moved since then to another site and tomorrow we will move one more time. So we had to jump around in order to make it work, but we were able to make it work and to be able to stay here. This is a really great state park, um, but it's not what we envisioned. Sight hopping. so
0: When we had, when we were in the bus, we did it a lot of so site hopping and it was a lot easier. Oh. And the fifth wheel is a little, takes a little bit more time to site hop it does. <laughs> because you gotta hook up you've got slides of- to bring in uh you gotta when we say we oh, gotta bring all the slides in people think well doesn't that what does that take you three minutes but there's so much involved in bringing uh, four slides in you've gotta like clean under them you've gotta <laughs> move stuff out of the way yeah, if you want your uh,
1: floors to not have Big scrapes. I, mean, I look down there, at the floor. There's,
0: we got a lot of stuff in here. That's part of it. Uh, but, that's
1: part of the problem. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we were able to make it work. Uh, but just black tank to me for whatever reason, not uh double checking that and confirming that we had that. But uh thankfully it did work out. And then I immediately went through and made sure that every other reservation we have coming up is one that I I clicked now now on. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, what's in your fresh tank? Uh,
1: so my fresh tank is going to go. It's We're going to go back to talking about airline travel. So uh, Henry and I were just in Chicago last week, and it was a really quick turnaround. We weren't even there, 48 hours. And I would like to give a big shout out to the flight attendants at Southwest Airlines for the flights that we had, because we had um, a lot of flying. It was a lot of flying. To fly out of Tucson, we, um, we had to connect in Vegas and then Vegas took us direct to Chicago. That felt really, that was painful. That was a really long travel day getting to Chicago. On the way back from Chicago, we flew into Denver and then Denver to Tucson. It was a lot And the flight attendants were just exceptional. Uh, Henry was suffering a little bit from um, nausea on one of the flights, and that has to do with a new medication that he's on. But we've been able, since being able to see the doctors, we've been able to adjust that. So he's better now. But he had a really rough go of it on the flight to Chicago. Um, And, you know, they did everything they could to make him comfortable, comfortable. Um, but I really just want to talk about the flight attendants on our flight from uh, Denver to Tucson. We had a group of individuals that, um they were all they were on their fourth leg for the day. ok? This was their fourth flight. They did not have to be as chipper and as upbeat as they were. But we had a woman who um made Henry laugh on a regular basis because she was singing. Uh, she was, uh, just, she would get up to do her, you know, they do the safety spiel and she started it off by saying, I'm going to talk now. And I know none of you are going to listen, but I have to do it anyway. And she was just really funny and she brought him, um, an activity sheet and she brought me a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she was super kind. They all were super kind and they really helped make that last flight from Denver to Tucson after we had been on a on a plane probably more than anything else we had done, <laughs> probably more than we'd been in our hotel room. They just made that last little bit so enjoyable and I just I think that that is again one of those professions that sometimes goes Oh, you know, sort of overlooked and underappreciated. Well, I,
0: you know, I always the Southwest flight attendants they they give them the leeway to do that, and it's always great. It's it's, it's, it's always it's great. great. She
1: sang, and it was funny, and you know, she just uh, she was just a joy, and you know, a lot of people were connecting onto that flight, and so I think for a lot of us, there was a little bit of like just really sort of travel weary and i I just want to say, you know if we have any flight attendants that listen or any you know if you know anyone that is one, uh they are just really really can be really really wonderful people that are doing yeah. a service that we often that without them uh,
0: and what they you know, must have what they I've always gone through with difficult customers Gosh, right? but but some of the more difficult customers over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, and
0: I, I, and all the in all the difficulties with the airports and the schedules and all that. I cannot imagine what that has been like for
1: them. Right. And to be able to get off that flight after all those flights and and get off that flight with a smile on my face and as we went past, I mean now, you know, I did have to have some words with a lady who was trying to cut my line and I was like, you need to slow your roll. My kid and I are getting out of this plane first. Uh, thank you. And, you know, hold up. Um, but I, as we were uh, leaving, Henry said, this is the most fun I've ever had on a flight. And I told her that I said, thank you so much for uh, making this such a good trip because this has been a hard couple days for us. So thank you. So to all those out there who, uh, Get us from one place to another in the skies. Thank you very much.
0: That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes,
1: it is. And if you are enjoying the show and you are so inclined, please head over to Apple Podcast and leave RV Miles a five-star review. It is helping to put this show in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, as we're rolling into the holiday season, if you are doing any of your holiday shopping on Amazon, I hope you will consider taking us with you. You can just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles before you get going, and everything you purchase, we get a little kickback, and it costs you nothing extra. All right. Until then, stay warm. I know we will, because we're in Arizona on our way to California, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bragging. (laughs) No, I'm just excited. Six years. Finally, we get to be in California or somewhere warm for a winter. I'm just thrilled. (laughs) Let's go have a drink.